God is good and God is in the house today. What a day, huh? It's Easter. If you're not excited about today, something's wrong. We're going to the original gospel. Gospel of Mark. I'll tell you the resurrection story in a way that might catch you off guard. 16th chapter of Mark, the first through the eighth verse. Hear these words. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, they bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, They were on their way to the tomb, and they asked one another, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we as your people on this holy day have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When the Sabbath was over. You remember Good Friday where we left Jesus? Remember? Dead, bloody body, crown of thorns, Joseph of Arimathea and a couple of men took him down, carried him to a tomb, rushed to get him in there and get the tomb sealed before Sabbath happened. And then 24 hours, they could do nothing. 24 hours, they could do nothing. The shock of death, the weight of grief weighed upon their shoulders the whole Sabbath. 
You ever lose someone you love? Those hours after the death, you're busy contacting family, you're, you're doing things, you're just going through the motion, you're in a fog, and you can't really gri- grasp the fact that your loved one is gone, but yet you somehow seem to function because you have things you have to do. They didn't. They were stuck. Stuck. All Sabbath long. They couldn't go see him. They could just be together. Just be together. Mary, the Magdalene, the one whom Jesus healed, can you imagine her grief? Can you imagine the pain she felt knowing the one she followed, the one who had been intimate enough to heal her, to to know her pain, to reach into her heart and restore her again to a woman of value, to a woman of prominence, to a woman that the world will always remember? Jesus did that to her, but on this day, she couldn't get to him. Mary, the mother of James, the one who followed, the one who loved, the faithful disciple. She couldn't get to him. Salome, now I don't know a lot about Salome, but she was there with the ladies that day. And on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. Now I know this crowd, you're not morning people. We've already had sunrise service. You're not morning people. But they were mourning people. They were mourning. Do you hear me? They were mourning. So in the morning, they had to go. They just wanted to be near the body. Near the body of the one who they loved, the one who had changed their lives, the one who had taught them about love and what it means to be respected, the one who had preached about grace, the one who had done the miracles, the one who had brought people to new life. They needed to just touch his body. Our loved ones, it's not, it's not that we're so sad that they've died, it's sad that they're gone. And we can never touch their body again. We can't ever encounter their physical presence again. And that's how the three ladies were feeling. Just once we want to see him, we want to anoint him. They don't even know if his body was prepared for death because it happened so fast. Joseph stepped up and he did what he had to do to make sure Jesus' body was somewhat respected. And so they went to the tomb. And they didn't even think. They were hurting so bad they didn't even think. They just knew they had to get to the tomb. We've got to get to the tomb. You ever do that? You're in a crisis and you're wanting to be touched by God and you need and you just start saying things. You start doing things. You haven't even asked God for guidance. And you try to handle situations yourself. Halfway there, it's three women and a very large stone covers the tomb. Reckon you should have brought some of the guys with you? Oh, they're not mourning people either. (laughs) Guys are grieving. You know what guys do when we grieve? We really pull ourselves back. Women, they're busy taking care of things. Men, mm, we're not going to let you close. Mm -mm. Just let me grieve a while. Who? Who's going to roll away the stone? 
Who's going to take this burden that's in front of me? Who's going to help my marriage? Who's going to help my family? Who's going to help my kids? Who's going to take care of my job situation? Who's going to help me in my personal life, which I've created a mess out of? Who's going to do that for me? God, I've made a mess and I don't know who. They were afraid. They were burdened with death. Their lives were chaotic. They didn't know. Can anybody relate to that? We walk in a world full of chaos today. And I wonder how many of us have a plan to go forward. How many of us have a plan to move straight ahead and know that God is leading the way? They didn't even think, who will move the stone for us? How many times in our lives do we catch ourselves in that very situation? We think we're moving and acting for God and we haven't even asked God for guidance. It's Resurrection Sunday. Are we here just to celebrate the risen Christ? Or are we here to experience what it means to rise again with the Christ? They were so afraid. They couldn't hear the words that had been taught to them. They couldn't remember all the Bible verses that was given to them. This morning I spoke in a meditation at sunrise service. And as I was speaking, a rooster crowed in the background. All I could think about was Peter. Peter denying the cross. As I'm speaking to the crowd about Mary running to tell the people of Jesus, all I can think about in the back of my mind is how many times have you denied Christ this week? How many times do we have our lives focused on the Christ or are we just going through the motions, wandering about our own way and when we get in a crisis, we said, oh my goodness, who's going to move this stone? The prophet Isaiah says, do not remember the former, do not remember the past. I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? How many of us live in the former of the past of our lives and we let the stone stay rolled over the grave and we don't perceive what God is doing in our life on Easter Sunday? If you're living with the wounds from the past and you're trying to move into the future and you're not asking God for guidance, you are completely lost just like those ladies were that day. But then something happened. And Mark could not have phrased it any better. Simple words. They looked up. They looked up. How many of us walk through life like this? We don't think well of ourselves. We don't want to be seen by people. We don't want to encounter anybody because Lord knows they might ask something of us. God might ask something of us, might ask that we give to somebody that we really don't want to give to, somebody we don't understand, somebody that doesn't look like us, somebody that works in a different job than us, somebody that doesn't come from our social class. God might ask us something if we look up. But they looked up. They were hurting, grieving women and they were walking down the road to the tomb and they had this problem in their mind and they had this problem on their heart and they didn't know who was going to handle it. And what did they do? They looked up. And we, the people of God, are instructed to do the same. Do you not perceive what I am doing? Look up. 
Look up. He is not on the cross anymore. He is not in the tomb anymore. God is with us and God is working in our lives. The stone was rolled away. The burden of their life was taken away. The problem that they faced was handled by a God and only the way God could handle it. There was not a man in sight to roll away the stone for the ladies. Only God can roll away those stones in our lives. But we, the people of God, we have to look up. We have to remember that Christ sits at the right hand of our Father, that Christ is our Savior, and Christ goes with us wherever we go. Those things we've been taught, we have to remember the words of Isaiah. I am doing a new thing in your life. Do you not perceive it? How many of you perceive the goodness that God is doing in your life? How many of you look at the trials of your own life and you see God all over it? You know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, And we look back and we see where God was. But the text today, he tells us we need to look up and see where God is. Because if we look up, we can see that God has already, God has already prepared the way. Already prepared the way. He rolled away that stone. Can you imagine how they felt? You going in that tomb? Mm-mm. You going in that tomb? Mm-mm. Which one of us going in that tomb? Let's draw straws. I know that's how guys would handle it, all right? Now, you ladies, y'all are braver souls than us men are. I'm going in there. I'm going to see my Jesus, right? You're going to see the one you love. You need to put hands on that body. You need to anoint that body. And they went in. And it wasn't what they expected to see. How many of you have had an encounter with the Christ and it didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out? It didn't turn out according to your plan. God led you to this place. God moved all the barriers out of the way and God invited you in to see with your own eyes what God can do. And it's not what you expect. God doesn't ask you to wear wings in a halo. God asks you to be you. Be you enough that you're looking forward to what God's doing. Because God is doing a new thing and you need to perceive that. They walked in and they were afraid. Any of you give your life to God and say, God, this situation's yours and I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. I'm going to go wherever you want me to go. I'm going to say whatever you want me to say. I do not want control in this situation. It's the scariest thing you'll ever do in your life. I landed in Paris, Texas. Just saying. And they were afraid. They were afraid because they're before them said an angel a man dressed in white yes he's an angel and they knew what the, he he knew what they were doing is that god oh you're looking for jesus of the nazarene they knew exact that angel knew exactly what they were doing hmm you think god knows what you're doing 
You think God knows your situation? You think God knows your personal grief, your personal hurt, your personal troubles? God invites you into the tomb and says, "Ah, you're looking for Jesus, come on in here. But I'm going to tell you, you won't find him in here. Because the walls of this place are too limited for the power of God to stay in here. Do you hear what I'm saying? The walls of the tomb are too limited for the power of God to stay in there. The stone had to move. Jesus had to come out so that the world could be redeemed. So that you and I could experience resurrection in our lives. So you and I could testify to what it means to walk into the tomb and to come out knowing that Jesus is not there. That God moves in our lives. That God works in our lives. That God is redeeming us and restoring us and making us new. And he said this to them. He is not here. He is going on ahead of you. He's going on ahead of you. What are you worried about for tomorrow? Tell me, what are you worried about for tomorrow? Can you name it? Are you worried about going in the tomb? Getting intimate with God? Are you afraid? Because the ladies were afraid that day. But when they went in, the angel of the Lord said unto them, do not be afraid. He is not here. He is going on ahead of you and he will meet you in Galilee. Do you know that Jesus had already told them that was going to happen? Peter and James and John went to the mountain of transfiguration. Do you remember the story? And the Lord came and sat among them. And Peter wanted to build the new, you know, all the little huts for those who were there. And on the way down, Jesus said, do not tell anyone of this until after I have appeared to you after the resurrection. Right? That's what he said to him. Don't say anything until I've appeared to you after the resurrection. Click number one, Jesus is going to appear after the resurrection. On the way to Gethsemane, in the garden of Gethsemane, Peter, James, and John sat with Jesus. And he said to them, I will not see you again until I see you in Galilee after the resurrection. Hello? Jesus told the disciples what he was going to do. After the resurrection, I'll meet you where? In Galilee. I'll meet you in Paris. I'll meet you at the Sonic in Paris. I'll meet you in stall number four at the Sonic in Paris. That's how much God knows us at 3 p.m. because you're always there at 3 p.m. I'll meet you there because I care enough about you to be in your life and to go before you. Do you not remember what I am doing, Isaiah says? I am not living in the past, but I am living in the future. Do you not perceive it? I am doing a new thing. Jesus came from the grave and he was headed to Galilee. And the angel said, hurry, catch up. He said he would meet you in Galilee. That should have sparked our memory. That should have sparked our memory like my memory was sparked out in, in the courtyard this morning when the rooster crowed. I thought about the denial of Jesus. We've been trained, we've been taught, we've been walking with the Christ in our lives, but we don't pay attention. We're too selfish. We're too focused on our own goals, on our own personal building ourselves up, making our world according to our image. And the angel of the Lord speaks to us and says, Go. Go. He said he would meet you in Galilee. Go tell the guys. 
Kick him out of the sack. Get him up. Get him going. Get to Galilee. He's going to Galilee. Go and meet Jesus there, the resurrected Christ. What would you do? What do you do when God speaks to you? When God says, go here, but you want to go there. When you're hurting so bad, you don't want to do anything. What do you do when the Holy Spirit moves in your life? You want to know what they did? Nada. Nada. They didn't tell anyone. They didn't go anywhere. The text ends point blank. Nada. They were terrified. And they were bewildered. And they didn't tell anyone about what they had seen. Is that us? Is that us? Do we not speak about the resurrected Christ except on Holy Week? How many times has your life been resurrected? How many times? How many times have you experienced death of a loved one and God met you right there? How many times has your marriage been broken and God fixed it? Or how many times did God get you out of a bad situation and prepared you for a new situation? How many times did a bad move in business turn out to be a good move because God had your best interest? How many times has God blessed you with a child when you asked for a child? How many times do you talk about the resurrected Christ in your life or do you take all the credit yourself? Because you know what? We're too terrified that somebody won't like us because we believe in Jesus and we're not cool If we believe in Jesus. God is telling us on this day. Do you not remember. What I have done for you. Do you not know that I am doing a new thing. Have you not perceived it. Look. Look. He is not here. He is out in front of you. He said he'll meet you in Galilee. Galilee, hurry up. Go tell somebody and go meet him. Hurry up. Go tell somebody. Jesus Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Go tell the world and let them know you too have been resurrected by the risen Christ. Amen and amen.